A storm raged above the ocean. Thunder and lightning splitting open the skies as black clouds poured sheets of rain into the turbulent waters below them. Beneath it all, Thomas fought against the inevitable, his arms flailing as he tried to swim upwards towards the fading light of the surface while the remains of his boat and the tangled mass of ropes and nets he was caught in dragged him ever deeper into the depths. Even as he kicked and fought against the ropes pulling him down, Thomas knew that he would die here. His lungs burned for a breath that would never come. His heart pounded in his chest, louder even than the thunder above. And while his arms still reached defiantly towards the surface above him, it seemed impossibly far away. For the first time since he'd been pulled under the waves, Thomas looked away from the surface and found himself face to face with a stranger. Her eyes, so bright and blue they seemed to burn with an inner light, remained fixed on his while her dark hair danced back and forth, guided by the currents around them. Her lips parted as though she meant to speak, but when she did, only a deafening clap of thunder came from them. Shaking Thomas to his core as he closed his eyes, losing himself in the ocean's depths. Another clap of thunder roused Thomas. The deep, resonant sound carried from the ocean to where he now lay. There was a firmness beneath him, and despite himself the weary fisherman grasped onto the earth, his fingers digging deep into the sand as though he worried the water would try and reclaim him at any moment. His chest was heavy, his throat burned, and the taste of salt and sea foam was thick upon his tongue, yet despite all this, Thomas had survived. When he found the strength, Thomas opened his eyes, looking across the unfamiliar beach that stretched out before him. The waves lapped at his feet, carrying with them the scattered remains of his boat. The water littered with splintered planks of wood and tangled masses of rope and netting. The worst of the storm had passed, the low rumble of thunder growing fainter and more distant each time they reached his ears, but still the sky was concealed by a thick layer of clouds, leading the landscape muted and fainted by the faint grey light of the sky. Gods above, thank you. His voice was strained and weak, but Thomas hoped whichever power had saved him could hear his thanks. He slowly pushed himself up, standing on unsteady legs, one of his boots missing, lightly claimed by the waters before he'd washed ashore. After a few awkward steps, he removed the remaining boot and continued on barefoot, leaving footprints in the sand as he walked off off the beach onto the gentle rise of a grass-covered hill to better see where he'd ended up. From this elevation he could see the slight bend of the tree-littered shoreline, the dark waters encircling the land as far as he could see, though despite a lifetime spent on the ocean, he knew of no islands within even a day's travel of where he'd been fishing. The beaches and the landscape were both devoid of any signs of civilization, and as far as he could see to the horizon there were no other landmarks that could help him determine where he'd ended up. With no other destination in sight, Thomas returned to the beach and started to walk along the shoreline, 
hoping if he did not find any settlement, he might at least be able to spot and signal a passing boat. Please, grant me your strength, your protection. Guide me so that I might continue to honour you. The muted light of the grey skies dimmed to black as night descended, and as it did, Thomas became aware of a low rumbling in the distance. Too faint and regular to be thunder, and while he could not determine its source, he prayed it would offer him some relief from the cold, hunger and thirst that plagued him. The sound became Thomas's constant companion as he walked on, weak and weary until a new sight set his hope soaring. In the distance, the uniform black of the cloudy night sky was broken by a pale glow just behind a slight rise in the landscape on what he assumed to be the far side of the island, and the low rumbling sound resolved itself into the pounding rhythm of drums, joined occasionally by a cry or cheer of voices. Thomas continued on, his feet carrying him forward until he could see an orange glow of a bonfire, its light waxing and waning as shadows circled around it. There was a voice of worry in the back of the fisherman's head as he drew close enough to make out the figures dancing in a circle around the flames, their shadows sent streaking along the beach as they did, but despite the danger of the unknown, Thomas knew that this was his best chance of survival. When he reached the end of the light thrown out by the flickering flames, Thomas stopped, raising a hand in greeting as he called out to the group. Hello? May I join you? And your fire? Some of the gathered crowd turned ahead to look in his direction, but none of them stopped their movements, continuing to dance and spin around the fire at their center. I am lost and weary and ask only for a place to rest if you would have me. Most of the dancers moved to a wild, almost uncoordinated motion as they must have been doing for at least an hour or more as he approached, while others crawled and dragged themselves around the sand, seemingly exhausted but unwilling to abandon the circle. Many in the group were dressed in fade and worn trousers and tunics similar to Thomas, while others seemed to wear clothing reminiscent of places and cultures the fishermen had only seen in drawings. As Thomas lingered a short distance away, his eyes followed the men and women as they danced until his gaze fell upon a bearded man, perhaps ten years his senior. Thomas watched him dance and leap around the bonfire, and when the figure's face was illuminated, Thomas recognized him at once. The sudden recognition overcoming his unease, allowing the fisherman to approach right to the edge of the outermost ring of the dancing figures as he waited for the familiar face to draw near again. Martos? Martos Crane? It is you! We thought you were dead! It's been... it's been years now! Where have you been? Marcos answered with a single word before his dance pulled him away again, never pausing or even hesitating in his movements, despite his reply. Run! Worry crossed Thomas's face as he waited for his lost friend's inevitable return, though the reply that came only added to Thomas's dread. Don't let us see. With the silence broken, other figures began to call out to Thomas as they passed. 
none of them stopping or even slowing their strange dance as they pass by. Tell Armand I love him. How long has it been? Help me. The frenzy emotion before him made Thomas's head spin. The dancing figures, the flickering flames and even the landscape and sea around him seemed to be in motion. He looked around for something still to focus on, something to centre his sight, his mind, his being, and when he found it in the unwavering stare of two vibrant blue eyes that were fixed on him from the far side of the bonfire, immediately Thomas recognised those eyes and the face they belonged to, having seen her in the depths of the ocean just before he'd lost consciousness. With poise and grace that seemed out of place against the increasingly frenzied dancing of the rest of the crowd, she rose from where she sat and began to move closer to him. Run. He's lost already. Hide, you fool. Despite the words of warning, Thomas felt rooted to the ground he was standing on, unable to look away from the mysterious woman as she approached. A dancer passed between Thomas and her for a mere moment, and in that time she moved unnaturally closer to where Thomas stood, an act repeated each time she was obscured from sight, until she stood right in front of the dumbfounded fisherman. She was dressed in an unfamiliar style of black dress, her pale hands resting on her skirts as she silently stared at Thomas. Those deep blue eyes never blinking as she studied him, just as he remembered her beneath the water. I saw you in the water, but you couldn't have been. Who are you? Where are we? Did you? The questions fell from Thomas's mouth one by one, without any chance of a reply being given. The woman's dark lips pulled into a gentle smile that would have melted the heart of even the harshest sailor as she reached out and placed a finger to Thomas's lips, leaving him as silent as her. To Thomas it felt like a sudden rush of inner peace and calm, so deep that he barely noticed as she took his hand and led him back to where she had been sitting. His questions had all been left unanswered and his curiosity no longer burned within him. She sat down on the shore, pulling her skirts under herself as she sat and guided Thomas to lay down beside her, moving his head into her lap. He could hear the steady rhythm of the drums, the sounds of the waves crashing and retreating on the shore, and the cries of the dancers, and the erratic footfalls of their dance as they circled the fire but it was what Thomas saw that captivated his attention. She looked down at him as he stared up at her, her dark hair falling nearly blocking out the rest of the world around him as those impossibly bright blue eyes looked deep into his being. Her lips parted and for a moment Thomas expected the deafening sound of thunder to spill from them, but instead in a soft voice the stranger finally spoke. Thomas heard the words, and the world around him faded once more. It is nearly time for you to be reborn on this world. It was impossible to tell how long Thomas had slept. 
but when he opened his eyes, the sky above him was just as grey as it had been when he last woke on the beach. The clouds above him thick with rain that threatened to fall at any moment. Thomas lay there for a time, staring up at the sky, listening to the waves upon the shore, still feeling that sense of peace and relaxation. He watched the black clouds inch their way across the sky while the waves lapped at the shore, minutes passing before the fisherman realised there was no other sound or movements around him. Sitting up with a start, Thomas looked to the smouldering remains of the bonfire, a tendril of smoke lazily reaching up to the sky above it before it was caught by the wind and dispersed into nothingness. Around the remains of the fire, all of the dancers still formed the circle that they had the night before, though now they all lay still and silent in the sand. Thomas slowly pushed himself up to his feet as he searched for Marcos. Stepping through the sand and the still, sleeping figures of the dancers, as quietly as he could, he approached the familiar form of his lost friend. Marcos, Thomas whispered as he reached out with one hand to shake the face-down figure. As soon as his fingers met the body before him, Thomas knew that something was wrong. Marcos was ice cold, the sleeve of his shirt soaked in seawater. Grasping onto the still form of his former friend, Thomas rolled him over and recoiled in horror at the blue, bloated face of the drowned man that stared back at him with lifeless eyes. Everywhere he looked, Thomas found the same signs of death written on the faces of the dancers around him. All those that work on the waters owe their lives to it. Isn't that what you people say? It was her voice that spoke behind Thomas, the steady footfalls in the sand growing ever closer as she approached, accompanied by a new sound, the sickening snap of pop of bones, tendons and joints as they separated and reassembled themselves. With dread growing in the pit of his stomach, Thomas turned to face the woman as she passed through the ring of lifeless figures and came to stand on the remains of the fire, the bodies around her twitched and jerked, their eyelids open and the pale, milky, white eyes of the drowned dead looked up upon her. In the sand behind Thomas, Marcos moved as well, the drowned man digging his fingers into the sand to dr drag himself to the centre of the circle along with all the others. The dead were all drawn to her, crawling, rolling or wriggling closer to her. Inch by inch their limbs bent in unnatural angles, the movement of their joints and bodies filling the air with sickening cracks and pops as their limbs pulled themselves into unnatural arrangements. Each new sound was worse than the last as the weakest of the figures slapped their hands against the ground and kicked their legs to lurch forward to where she now stood. The cavalcade of flesh and bone piling up around her, forming a mass of bloated bodies that finally obscured her from sight. Thomas watched in horror as the figures began to interlace their arms and legs, grasping at one another, squeezing their forms into unnatural shapes so tightly packed together that it became impossible to tell where one form began and another ended. 
Frozen with fear, the fisherman could do nothing but watch as the monstrosity formed itself before him. A sickening imitation of life formed by the two dozen dead that had been dancing around the flames the night before. The lightness of an arm reached out from the mass, the hands and feet of those forming it grasping the sand like a massive claw to pull the whole mass forward towards where Thomas stood. Countless milky white eyes fixed on him as they approached. The sight was all that Thomas could take, and he began to run. Oh, Behind him, two dozen voices all spoke at once. Some crying, some screaming, but all of them guided by the dulcet tones of her soft feminine voice from its core. We come to take what is old for us. Thomas felt the mass of bodies closing in on him, faster than he could imagine, but he did not dare look back at it. A pair of arms reached out, grasping at his legs while another took hold of his shoulders, their fingers digging into his flesh as a pair of legs wrapped around his waist, lifting him from the sand. The world span as Thomas was twisted upside down, pulled back towards the horror that waited him. He wanted to close his eyes to shut up the vision before him, but he could not look away from the countless lifeless eyes that stared back at him. Thomas opened his mouth to scream, but no sound emerged from his lips, only the thick black waters of that deep that had been filling his lungs, the weight in his chest leaving him as it poured from his mouth and nose. He felt as if his body was pressed against the monstrosity before him, and once again the world faded to black. heavy rain descended on them, leaving the bonfire hissing and spluttering as the congregation danced around it as it had every night. A storm raged over the sea. Thomas's body was twisted and pulled as though he was still caught in the ocean currents, and try as he might, he could not stop himself from being pulled along by its strength. He circled around the fire, feeling the cold stare of those blue eyes on his back as she sat and watched her faithful dance and twist like puppets on her strings. How long has it been since he became hers? How many nights had he spent tirelessly dancing around the flames while she watched on, silent, cold and unknowable? He had seen the oldest and weakest of the congregation fall. Those that were unable to dance were returned to the sea or given drums to drive the group into their frenzy. As he passed the far end of the bonfire, Thomas's eyes locked with hers, feeling her cold, impassive stare on him for barely a moment before she turned and looked towards the horizon. Thomas craned his neck to follow her gaze, and as he danced, catching sight of a lone ship struggling against the current as he had before, its lone occupant fighting for his life as his boat danced for her, just as Thomas and all the others did. A sickening feeling rose in Thomas's stomach as she rose from where she sat and with the effortless grace of a goddess stepped into the water, wading into the deep without the slightest hint of resistance from the ways as she left the claimer newest prize, another soul caught in the dance of the drowned. <laughs>